0: This is All About Home Construction, and here's your hosts, Terry Cannell-Beck and Randy Blake. Good morning, Randy. Happy Saturday, man.
1: Happy Saturday to you. Happy snowy sa- uh, fine snow Saturday. Fine snow Saturday.
0: Fine snowy, cold, windy, blustery, uh, whatever other words you want to add into there. Saturday. Yep. It's been, uh, I woke up, saw some snow on the ground, I thought, oh no. And then uh, as, I, as I drove in, and uh, I didn't have any trouble coming in, but some of the roads were covered white when I came in before the sun this rose this morning, uh, but I did pass a couple DOT trucks, so that's good news. And as we look outside right now here in Boone at uh, 8.07, there's uh, not really any snow falling, there's some snow blowing around right now, but don't worry, we're going to get uh, maybe two inches uh. on the elevation.
1: A higher elevations, problem. Yeah. So we only had a quarter inch in yeah. the house, yeah. so we're considered this. Twenty-eight hundred foot is the start of the higher elevations. Yep.
0: So we'll we'll kind of see how things play out today. You can't expect a little bit throughout the rest of the day. Uh, to me, Randy, the biggest biggest concern weather-wise today is uh, that temperature dropping, because you know normally it gets warmer as the day goes on. Today it's going to get colder as the day goes. Correct. On. And uh, by the time it gets, you know, five, six o'clock tonight, we're going to see temperatures about nine degrees, wind chills, negative nine degrees. So that's really, to me, going to be the concern is, uh you know, because typically during the day when you get the, de- the daytime snow, the uh, DOT is able to kind of keep up with it, even in the colder temperatures, uh, keep up with a little more. And like I said, we're only getting two inches uh, overall at some of the places. So uh, hopefully the roads will stay OK, but you're really not going to want to go out anyway. Because it's going to be so, so bad and so cold. Correct. So anyway, <clears throat> be safe out there and uh, yeah. Welcome to March in the high country. Yes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, it was uh, even yesterday was so nice. But like this past week, it was so warm. And uh, you know, the the kids are digging out their sandals and stuff and wearing the school. And I was like, ah, this guy's.
1: It was nice, good. wasn't it?
0: Yeah, I was like it. it, it don't worry though, it's gonna come again. So we always get some more snows, and it's not Mother's Day yet. So we'll—I don't know that this will be the last one either. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but anyway, we're all about home construction today. Give us a call at two six two one five six seven, and we'll put you right on the air. And uh, so, did you have a good week? Yeah, I did. <clears throat>
1: Been a long week, but yeah. yeah. We finally got the second floor system in.
0: Sweet. How's that uh how's that coming otherwise? Well, we'll be putting rafters and buttoning her up next week. Nice. Nice. The uh the logs all go together like they're supposed to. Everything went well.
1: Yeah, we had we took some actually took them back off some logs. Cuz uh stacked too many up. No, they would not believe it or not. <laughs> they weren't quite wide enough. Really? And uh you know, one of the hardest things to do is build a log cabin that's energy efficient.
0: Sure. Uh, and these are the D-logs, right?
1: Uh, similar, but they're square-edged instead of okay. the round. And, uh, but, yeah, we found a couple edges, you know, where they like, uh, liked about an eighth inch coming down and touching the log. Mm-hmm. So then we'd take those back off and go try to find another log.
0: You know because you know
1: lumber like that's inconsistent and w- to you and width.
0: I mean that's the thing with uh, when you when you do the log cabins and, and you know putting them together and then of course uh, every you know there, there's different styles when you got to worry about chinking in between. Some has larger you know like larger gaps, larger more chinking than, than others. Um, so you always have to go back in in between and, and figure that out. And so there you go. Like that's another uh, issue with the you know the. When it comes to efficiency, right? Like that's another gap you got to worry about sealing in. Everything's then. a gap with them. Yeah.
1: And, uh, you know, one thing that I really didn't like about it, and, uh, you know, code, you know, changed in 2004 or 5 about right. lags. And this log cabin company furnished 10 inch lags, 3 mm-hmm. eighths lags. We broke a lot of lags. Really? And uh, and they weren't even galvanized. They're cadmium coated. Okay. And they're a little softer material, and you had to really pay attention because, you, had, you know, you had some logs that might go 10 foot and just straight as an arrow, and then they turn up an inch. Yep, yep. So those, you had to just watch what she's doing to yep. try to get it seal good.
0: Are, are you seeing that uh, the the logs are, are good and dry? Because, I mean, I know, I know I've seen some houses that when you go back in, you know, the the logs are still curing, and they, they shrink up quite a bit crack split
1: well they're going to check regardless yeah. and uh that that's always going to happen with a timber no matter what kind of timber right and uh but no these uh some of these trees were dead really because you can tell by the the grain yep and that was really surprising because you know most log cabin kits when you get them the logs are actually green
0: well that and that's where i was going because i mean i know that, that so many times they are just just so green that they're not they're
1: not dried at all hardly well they uh uh they're air dried right you know you go over at roby green road and uh um the log cabin company over there see some of those material been sitting there seven years yeah so they're air dry and uh just like these uh we have got uh, logs from new river that just green as grass Mm -hmm. and i and it doesn't make any difference if they're dry or green you want a whole green package instead of a mixed package.
0: Right, that's the key is to is to so that they all kinda even out together, I know. Um the first one we built, uh, I guess in ninety eight, uh
1: they were all green. So we got we could dry we dried it in, put the roof on it, put the windows and doors in it, and walked away for eight months. Yep. Let Which, it settle. And that's what it did, settled and, and it actually made a tighter home.
0: Cool. Well, not to st- stick on the wood on the uh, the the log cabin topic too much here, but you know, to me, the biggest thing about log cabins is from the start you've got to figure everything out in terms of like lights and electricity, and drilling drilling kind of holes of through the logs.
1: Yeah. Uh, this homeowner's going to have all the receptacles put in the floor. Oh, uh, there you go. For, but see now, like yeah. vanity or not, uh, kitchen lights, mm-hmm. you know, above the sink. And uh, receptacles and stuff, so we've had to drill holes yeah. all the way through the logs. So we actually drilled the holes and took them all the way out the top, right? So that they can run their wires up.
0: Now, do you pre-run some kind of dummy wire, some kind of rope string? I mean,
1: we uh, uh, we we had a about a four foot piece of uh, Romex yeah. that we were cleaning the hole out with. We're gonna to to put some air pressure in it. Yeah. No. That's
0: what I was wondering. That way, well, you have something already in there for the. And instead of drilling through.
1: a seven-eighths hole, we drilled a one in a 16. Okay. Okay. So they can actually get three wires in there if they need to. Okay, I'm
0: with you now. Just curious, just curious. All right. Well, that's good. It's uh, well, glad that that build's going well still. You getting through it, and uh, good stuff, good stuff. Well, uh, VFW, how things are going there? They got the. Uh, some uh, some meals coming up soon. Breakfast.
1: Yeah, uh, we got the breakfast uh, next weekend, and it's going to be an Irish breakfast. Yum. Yeah. So anybody wants to come out next week, about eight o'clock. Uh, so there's a lot of Scots Irish in this area. So.
0: Eight o'clock next Saturday. That's right. You can listen all about home construction. I think it's ten
1: dollars a plate.
0: Sweet. Sweet. Well, I can't wait maybe we can get some
1: and then later we'll on, over after the show then a little later we'll uh <laughs> i'll have some more dinners coming up
0: nice sweet all right well good deal good deal so that's uh that'll take care of us next weekend no i'm hungry thinking about it already
1: well just show up terry I,
0: well we may just have to plan on that after the show <laughs> we'll take our first break and we'll come back we and talk a little bit about doors today thanks for listening to us <laughs> That's right. All about home construction here on WATA. Give us a call two six two one five six seven. We'll get you right on the air. Talking a little bit about doors. So we we've talked about windows. We have talked, you know, why not talk about doors? It's the next, or maybe even arguably, the biggest hole in the house, right? Correct. I mean, you got to go through it every day.
1: Which could let a lot of it can let more air in than a window can.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so. for sure. So uh, yeah, I thought you know, I think it's a good thing to talk about. Good, good part, good things. So uh, I tell you what, before we before we get too far into it, I right off the bat, when you're when you're talking about construction, and and, and we we'll get into some other fun stuff later on. But when we talk about installing a door. When you think of a door, are you thinking of the actual door with the hinges and the knob that you open up, or do you consider the door the entire frame and and jams and all?
1: Jam and all. uh. And, you know, your higher-end doors even come with this built-in lock. Mm-hmm. All right. And uh, uh, the old doors we grew up with, the wood doors, we've not installed a wood door in a long time. Yeah. And the reason for that is because if you don't maintain them, they start to delaminate. Right. And... So we prefer fiberglass doors over a steel door, or you know, an aluminum clad with wood interior. Yeah. On any new construction, uh, we're getting ready to install wood windows and be the first wood windows I've installed in twenty-two years. Wow. The and we got away from them. Yeah. You know, yeah. because of the maintenance on them.
0: Well, I, I mean that's the thing, and you like you said, delaminating. I mean, I've seen wood doors. They shrink, they you know split, uh, and so there's there's a lot of issues uh, with a stability, especially here in the mountains. And I and I say that because think about it, look at this week alone, right? We've had 70 degree dry weather, and it turns around and and, and we got dry snow, or we we got a fog that came in the other day. Yep. You know, so like we had we had all the weather extremes, and you know, inside of a work week and. Um, so wood just moves a lot. And that, and that, to me, that's the problem with the wood doors. And how many times have you, uh, if you've ever been in an old house, the wood doors, you, you know, you, you go to open the door and it, you got to yeah. kick it open almost, you know. Yeah. Well,
1: you know what causes that, don't you? Well, the swelling of the wood. It is, but it's generally painted on four sides, not six sides. Okay. The top and the bottom. So, see, that allows, okay. moisture, yeah. that allows moisture to get in it. Got you. And uh, so that's a big thing about a wood door is you do need to t- you do have to take that door off and paint the bottom or stain the bottom or top, right? To keep moisture from coming in. Okay. And you know we've talked about R values before, and if you've got a door that's an inch and three eighths thick, you only got about a one and a, one and a quarter R value because if it's a recessed door, then the inside. Styles on are not, uh, or the panel on the inside is only three quarters of an inch thick, right? You know, and so that's not a very good R value. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, the steel door replaced it, okay, right? And uh, which steel doors do all right, but most of the time on the steel doors, they got finger jointed jams, yeah, the door itself. You know, I got to watch them being made when I went down to Peachtree in Atlanta. And it's pretty interesting that uh you know the guy lays the steel steel fra- steel panel down, and then he lays the frame around it. Right. All right. And the frame is wood. And then he lays the next one on it, a steel panel on it. And all the edges come up and and they compress it all and it's got if you look at a steel door, it's got a, about a 1 inch hole in the bottom. Okay. And he has a big foam gun that comes down, and he sets the timer on it, and it fills it. Right. But then that door is pressed totally under heat to make it. So once the foam goes in, it expands, and it keeps it from over-expanding. Okay. And so that's the reason the uh, steel door to the density of the door is so
0: thick. I I was curious about that and, you know, how they put it together and— Yeah, makes sense. Now, are all steel doors, is it a good assumption that all steel doors are are properly insulated with foam?
1: Correct. They are. Uh, You know, uh, I've put a lot of steel doors in over the years from different manufacturers, and they're all about the same. Okay. And uh, then when they foam it, then they put a plastic plug over the hole.
0: Over that, yeah. I've seen that plug, and to be honest, never really understood why um so that's good to know because I, I i for a while i kind of wondered like it's like a weep hole for moisture but then i thought no they're insulated you wouldn't because my, my thought was decondensation you know they won't but,
1: they won't condensate
0: but with yeah with with it, with it being insulated it shouldn't now I mean, I mean you know that's that was my thing is before now because my, my first thought was well metal heats up but then i thought well no no you got insulation in there
1: well so. the wooden the wooden frame around the inside mm-hmm. of it that is that is to break the thermal barrier between the two steel panels. Okay. Okay? So that's the importance of making sure that these doors are painted good, uh, top, bottom, all the way around. Right. Uh, even your jams. You know, it would be a good idea. You know, they come from the uh, factory with a primer on them. Right. Probably wouldn't hurt to put another couple coats of primer on it, too, because of the finger-jointed jams. Okay. And you know the reason we went to finger jointed jams is because that's the only way we can get a straight jam, right? Because there can't be any knots in them. Yep. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Now, when you're talking jams, do you, what's the difference between the actual casing and the jam? Is is it really all one? Do you think of it? I guess. I mean, I know it's different pieces of wood, but do well, you think of it? as... I mean, do they have the same role? Like, what what's the difference? I guess.
1: Well, you know. Uh, the difference between interior doors, they have casing, okay? Right. Casing's always on the inside. Okay. Now, uh, steel doors, fiberglass doors, uh, low-budget doors always have brick mold on the outside. Gotcha. Okay? So you can put the door in, plumb it up, nail it in. That's generally how most people do it, yep. you know? And that's fine, but that door will fail if you just put it in nail it up without shimming it. And I know you've heard me talk about oh, yeah. a lot about shims, yep. and uh, but to to make that door last longer, you have to shim it all the way up the sides to get your reveal correct, mm-hmm. and that makes that that will make that door last its
0: twenty years. Now, when we talk about building, you know, when we talk about the walls. There's so many different options. I mean, you, you've got, I mean, you can still do two by four walls. You, you were just talking about a log cabin. Uh, we talked about ICFs. So we got different thicknesses of different types of walls. How do you adjust on that door casing? Or, or do, you, do you have to buy the appropriate casing for the door? Well, I mean, for the wall.
1: There are certain manufacturers that will make jams up to 11 inches wide. All right. Okay. Now, I don't know about these other little companies out here, you know, because most of the time you have to put extension jams on. Okay. And there is a right way and a wrong way to put an extension jam on. You know, a lot of guys just take them and cut them, up, cut them out, right. nail, nail them up, and nail them to the shims. The correct way would be to take a saw, take your table saw and cut a recess in it so you can take a screw and screw on the backside. Yeah. So you can make it tight and go ahead and glue, put glue your glue on you know make sure you have your wet rag there to wipe it out and but that's the correct
0: way to do it sure yeah well that's what i was curious i mean because there's there's some math involved when you're installing a door because you've got to worry about the interior you know sheet sheet rock whatever you're putting on the inside drywall um and you got to figure out what that siding is or or, you know it depends on if you even have siding right when we talked about uh Log cabins, but I mean, you got to figure out what that final thickness is on the outside and the inside.
1: Correct. Well, you know your your higher end doors, well, not necessarily your higher end doors, uh, but your medium grade doors will come with a, a flange on them. Mm-hmm. Okay, and that flange is to make sure that they're nailed. There's every three four inches. There's a nail hole for you to put the roofing tack in. Right. All right, and that's so that the the door can't vibrate right right and uh hold you hold you know we put the caulk around the around the door we set the door that way we know that there's caulking underneath the flange yep and uh, now this is code and then we then we shim the door make sure it's all right then we nail it in and then we put window taper in
0: yeah that's the key right to to break that code. and
1: make sure you pr- you have proper flashing underneath the door yep
0: well, and then, well, we, we've we certainly talked about the flashing a lot on other shows, but when you talk about, you know, doors, and the flashing's a big part, and you got to worry about that sill to make sure that bottom part of the door is, is keeping that water from coming inside instead of outside.
1: Correct. Uh-huh. Now, one thing I did at my house, I did an experiment, because I use mirror dry. Yep. Because well, I use ICF, and what I did was I brought the ice you know you put mirror dry on it Mm -hmm. to waterproof it so i brought it up all the way up against my band of my house and laid it on top of my plywood all right so now i already had it inside the house yeah and so i cut me two other pieces to go in the corners of where the door went and then i took it and folded it over see so it acts like a dam for any water that would back up underneath it sure and uh a lot of people got puzzled over that but you know aluminum on aluminum or galvanized on aluminum will allow the cold to seep in underneath the door and come into your house yeah and what i was trying to do was stop the thermal break between uh the seal and the inside yeah yeah but a lot of seals are aluminum now yep so you're still going to get a little but you have to take that flashing and bend up on the inside of the it's generally hid by your Hardwoods or your carpet and stuff like that. Right. Or a little piece of shoe molding that goes in.
0: Sure. That makes sense. Makes sense.
1: You know, and uh, it's amazing all the older homes that have survived all these years and didn't even have flashing under them. Yeah. You know?
0: Sure. No, I, I've thought of that before. I mean, you know. It, it, it's
1: but just, but just... they were real hardwood thresholds
0: that's the thing and and that's what i was curious too is you don't really see those wooden thresholds near as much as you used to uh you know, typically anymore the thresholds are you you got a metal or a, some kind of like aluminum you know or uh well your high-end
1: doors will have wood
0: yeah, yeah. and they're adjustable
1: right and, you know even the cheap doors now uh a lot of them, what i mean well it's not even cheap anymore you know we used to get a french door thermo door for three ninety nine, mm-hmm. I hadn't even checked on the price of them, but we've not installed any Thermatrue doors in a long time because they do not meet the wind loads of Watauga County. Right,
0: and that's it's a big deal when you're on the on the out you know outside exterior doors.
1: We had a lady call us last year, and uh, and I guarantee you the door still had the original primer on it was never painted really yeah and the bottom of the jams yeah were rotted out about two inches up Ooh. yeah and that's rough that's and then rough. The, you know uh, we think about everything that's been going on for the last couple of years sure wow that's outrageous
0: right it's just the cost of cost of building these days yep um yeah, no, that's that's rough. Well, you know, one one thing too is is like we mentioned, there's different types of doors. Uh, I mean, you've got the, the the French doors. You've got you know the doors with the with the the siding. Uh, I mean, the side glasses on side lights. Side lights. Thank you. Uh, you know, transoms. Transom. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, you, you just. <laughs> The, the ones with the mutton bars in the middle, the, the, you know, the big big white uh, yeah. glass panels in the middle of it, um, grills, you know, with the panels and stuff. But overall, I, I, I guess where I'm going is when you're doing the installation, you would have to do each one just a little bit different because of the weight of the actual door, right?
1: Correct. And another thing you pay attention to is uh, see how level the wall is. Yeah. You ever been in a house where you open the door and the door swings back yep, on you? That's yep, yep, That's because the wall's out of plumb.
0: As as a floor guy, I've done that many times. Like, notice that because, you you know, sometimes, especially with a wooden threshold, like you'll open the door to get, get a good sand up to the th- threshold, you know, and it depends on the door, depends on if they've got something, uh, you know, some kind of weather stripping on the bottom or something. you about to
1: have to take the door
0: down when yeah. it's like that. But I, I, I've opened the doors and, you know, next thing you know, it's like hitting you again. It's like, oh. But yeah, um, so it's it does make a difference in how plumb and how level your your, your wall is,
1: um, or how good your builder is. How about yeah, that? Yeah, there you go, there you go. Um, we we all make mistakes. Yeah.
0: Well, I, w- I want to talk real fast before we take another break here about just the parts of uh, an interior. So most whether they're I mean uh, things have changed and and you get different you know now you got plywood doors essentially that look like old-fashioned panel doors but but generally speaking when you think of a, an inside door panel doors are typically the ones you you think of right
1: yeah you got a six panels uh you know we've we've got away from hollow doors. you can right. still buy hollow doors, and uh but a six panel you got six panel two panel four panel it depends on what you want you have arch you have an arch two panel mm-hmm. uh there was a company in 2000 that came out with uh, doors, and they, they came pre-finished, yeah. already stained, done in the factory, and they were reversible. So you could actually take the door apart and make it a left-hand or a right-hand, in-swing or out-swing. Uh, Quite cool. nifty, you know? That's and cool. it actually saved you money on the door because you didn't the painter didn't have to mess with it. Yeah. You know, you had to do the trim around it but right. quite nice. Uh I went to uh I wanna say uh Johnson City to the MetaView Center. Yep. To a home show me and HS Green did. hmm And there was a company there that that were you know, the new company coming out and they were showcasing their new doors, wood doors. And there was a door there eight foot tall. I mean, they'll make they'll make That's doors. Cool. Companies out there, there's doors 12 foot tall. Right. Wood doors. And uh, they had a cut out of that door. But the main frame all the way around it was oak, but it used a lot of different materials on the inside. They were all wood. To keep it more stable? Correct. But they were all different species of wood, and there was 52 different parts in the jams alone. Wow. To keep that door from warping.
0: Yep. To just to get this again engineered wood, like we've been talking about right,
1: and uh you know uh getting back to the interior doors and and exterior doors, wood doors, you know that's a veneer on them, mm-hmm. all right, and that veneer's uh sixteenth of an inch thick, yep, and I'd like to see the i like to see the machine that makes it because if you look at it, there's no joints in it, yeah uh it's pressed in there and glued under under if Extreme you ever,
0: I, I've seen those veneer machines. I've seen the antique veneer machine work, and they're cool. Um, you know, uh, long-time listeners know that I used to go down to the to the old Thresher's reunion before everything pandemic messed it all up. Yeah, missed that and yeah, last couple had, had years had been, hadn't we? But um, they had an antique uh, veneering machine, and, and it's it's basically you put your your log. You know, I mean, I, it's semi-adjustable, but know six eight foot six foot log or whatever on there and it's just a blade and so it's, it's almost like a lathe in the way it turns mm-hmm. and uh you just it's got a little blade and it just trims that you know it, it right trims it right off and it's it is it's six inches thick and you get this huge long sheet you know uh, to me the dry i don't understand how they dry it I've, I've never understood how they how you dry it and not split it but that's well, it's probably me. probably dried pretty fast under a press. Yeah, it's got to be, because I've just, you know, uh, I, I've taken some cut-off pieces that they've had. and When the, when the sun hits it, it cracks, you know. I mean, it, it's so thin, it just dries and cracks. But anyway, it, it's really cool stuff. Well, if you look
1: and, at a uh, uh, lot of veneers, mm-hmm. they'll have uh, uh, a padding behind them. Not really a padding. Right. But it's glued to so it already yep. to keep it from splitting. So. Yeah.
0: Now, here, the 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 doorknob holes, the bore holes, right? What do you like? How do you put those in? Because I mean, I know I know sometimes they're already in. I know sometimes they're not. Is that just the manufacturer's preference? Do they do it on purpose to to kind of make it adjustable? No, for, just for a lot you? of people.
1: Lot lot of people have different things that they want wanted to do. Uh, and the best way to do that is by a, a, a jig. Yeah. Because you can adjust that jig. Some some doors come two and three-eighths, some come two and three-quarters. Okay. And uh, I used to have a door hinge jig. Cool. That you set up and you used your router on. Okay. And because, you know, I'm from that generation where all doors you had to hang. Yep. So you had to chisel out your for your, on your jams and okay. chisel out your door. And I remember the first one I did, I, I marked and checked and marked and checked and marked and checked, <laughs> you know, to make sure that yeah, yeah. Uh, I had it right because I knew if I messed the door up, I'd have to buy it. Right, right. You know, it used to be you come down seven inches from the top, 11 inches from the bottom, and put the hinge in the middle. Mm-hmm.
0: And Well, I mean, that's the thing. And when you put the hinges on, and, or, I mean, how, I'm trying to just, just trying to think back and experience, you know, how many times I've seen doors that uh, that they weren't mortised correctly, or the hinges are the wrong hinges, too thick of a hinge for the mortise.
1: Well, they didn't. They didn't. Uh, the uh, key to that is keeping your sharp chisel mm-hmm. and taking your time and be patient. Yep. And you notice that uh, on your hinge, you know where your slots are. Yep. That comes out to the outside of your jam, right, or your door. Okay, then that lines it up when it closes. You ever been in a house where you close the door and the door opens again? Yep. That's hinge-bound. Yep. Because somebody's wedged wedged it over, under-wedged it. Like, you know, your wedges are taper. Yeah. And I've seen people put wedges in where they put the thick all on the outside. Yep. All right. And then they go ahead and put a screw in it, and they pull it over too tight to the inside, and that that binds
0: it so it'll pop open. Yeah. Yep. Seen that many a times, so. All right, we'll talk more doors right after this. Thanks for listening to us. That's right, all about home construction here on WATA. Give us a call two six 262-1567. We'll put you on the air. Talking a little bit about doors today. Yeah. So, we, uh... You know, last parts as as we're talking about the parts of the door. Of course, we got the borehole, which is where the lock goes. But then you got the lock set itself, and I guess the lock set Randy will depend on the actual door and and the type of door, the type of handle that you're using. You know. Well, it's about a standard.
1: You know, uh, the bore size mm-hmm. two and three eighths, and uh, two and three eighths back. But if if you notice, your lock can extend all the way out. Yeah okay the different thickness of doors and boy there's a vast amount of doorknobs out there yes and uh styles colors shapes oh gosh yeah and uh anywhere from uh well i can't tell you what a doorknob costs now because i'm getting ready to price some out but you know (laughs) it used to be an average doorknob was 19 dollars. then a few years ago they went 29 Mm -hmm. so i have no idea what what they cost now yeah uh then you have the big
0: door doorknob.
1: Not really a doorknob, but their handle with a, you know.
0: Yep. With the little trigger, whatever you want to call them on it. Yep. Uh, it's probably got a better name than trigger. I just don't know what it's called.
1: And uh, just lock set.
0: Yep. Well, so on the exterior doors here. Well, not necessarily. Actually, no, no. I'm going back to up. This is all doors. All doors. To me, one of the issues that I see, aside from the uh, the improperly like, the hinge that we talked about, you know, being basically too tight, not mortised down enough, not like giving it enough space. The other end of that, right, is the strike plate. How many times do you see a strike plate that's not properly put on? And by that, I mean maybe it's not mortised in enough uh, or it's it, it's too far in, and so then the locks, the door's easy to, you know, kind of crack open.
1: Well, most of the time when you see that right there, the door's not been set correctly to begin with. Okay, okay? because... If you set that door correct, and, you know, you always hear me harping about the shims, Mm -hmm. okay, you generally take – if you took that door trim off and you see where that lock plate's been moved up and down, there's no shims in it. Okay. Okay? And so that door's allowed to float. And believe it or not, I know you all have heard me talk about, you know, windows failing where I've been looking at houses where they've rotted. Yep. Well, the only thing holding the windows in – was the flanges on the outside and the interior trim? Yeah. There's no shims, so that w- just like a door, a door is a big sail. Yeah. You know, it's uh, six foot eight inches tall, and you know, it's a min- minimum. Well, you can go to a two eight. Yeah. On one side of the house, but somewhere in that house got to have a three zero door for egress. Right. And uh, and that will allow them to move, expand, and contract more than they need to. Right. And I know you've been in houses and you've seen the reveals don't match all the way around. Yep. All right. So that's a leader going to let you know that that air, that door's leaking air. Mm-hmm. Boy, you feel it today.
0: Sure. Well, you know, Again, though, those strike—I've just seen a lot of issues with strike plates in, in houses I've been in, and you know, they they get loose over time. And I've never to this day understood why they give you such a little bitty screw for for the strike plate. Correct. We don't. Uh, <laughs> five-eighths yeah I mean, and uh it's like they, they look well let's, let's just give them the smallest screw we can
1: <laughs> we try to not use those screws we try to uh we can order them but what we try to do is order a, a
0: screw that's two inches long yeah all right well it, it helps stabilize it. it helps keep it keeps it solid but also on the security end of things it's a lot, it goes back into the frame now and so you know it's harder to to kick that door open and bust that lock plate well
1: out. your your medium to high end doors will come with uh three inch screws yeah for the hinges yep and then you know all the deadbolt screws will be three inches Yep. so you can't kick them in
0: well that's just i, I just that's i've just like I said, i've just never understood that
1: and then you got some door manufacturers that have uh uh Little indentions in the hinge, and uh, with that indention, so if you take the the uh, pins out, you can't pull the door out. You can't pry yeah. it out. Yeah. Now, if it's yeah. not shimmed right, yes, you can. You can you can both the jam with a pry bar. Yeah. I got a question for you. Okay. Why do they call them butt hinges?
0: Well. Because they butt up tight, right? Like 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 the way they fold up. No, I don't know them.
1: Uh, they're called butt hinges because when you back up against the the hinges with your butt, okay, okay. that determines. Oh. Now this is this is taught to you in construction class. I, I believe you. So that way you know if if as long as you got your back up against the hinges, you know if it's a right hand swing or a left hand swing. Uh. And that's the reason they call them butt hinges.
2: There you go.
0: So that means you're gonna buy my dinner now? <laughs> I may have to. You got me on it. Oh, uh, oh, <laughs> well, there you go. I.
1: But ha- how many times you been to a house that they ordered the wrong door?
0: Oh yeah, yeah. Then they still put them in.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And um, and the light switch is behind the hinges. Yep.
0: That that's where I was going. I, I, again going back to my wood floor sanding days you know you open the you open the door and it it's obviously facing the wrong way because you you get, you don't really have enough room to get in with with you know it's like oh this is great especially when there's closets and stuff involved
1: well you know another thing that too could be your foundation could be out of level gotcha gotcha
0: we're gonna take a quick break uh we have a caller we'll uh we'll get on right after this thanks for listening to us <coughs> That's right. All about home construction here on WATA. And thanks to all of our listeners out there. Give us a call, 262-1567. And just as I went to break, Randy, we had a a caller, and now we have a caller on the air. Good morning, caller. You still there?
2: Yes, we're here.
0: Thanks for for holding on through the break there. We appreciate you giving us a call. And uh, how can we help you this morning?
2: Uh, I got a plumbing question down the hall from the doors.
0: We can handle that, I believe. I believe Randy can. We can switch his uh, just switch on Randy's. I can try. There, How about he, that? We we switch him over to plumbing.
2: Okay, I've got a '60s vintage house in town, two bedroom, a '60s vintage bathroom that is crying for drastic attention. My idea is I'm going to take the small bedroom and turn it into a modern bath and turn the old bath into a walk-in closet. Well. I'm getting plumbers saying they've got to have a carpenter. I have crawlway under that floor, and I want to bring the plumbing straight up like you have on a soaking tub. Yep. And I'm wondering if the town is going to get upset about this approach to the thing
1: they shouldn't uh because you're using a licensed plumber they know the rules and uh you know you got to permit it because they'll give you a hard time if you don't yeah and uh but as far the plumber's not going they're not going to do any wood the only thing a plumber's going to do is be put a block behind the water lines you know to keep from vibrating and stuff or steel straps
2: They'll drill the holes through the floor to run the pipes up.
1: Correct. They'll do that. Okay. And uh,
2: And I want want to replace the drain pipe. It's cast iron, and that's making it, uh, what, 60-plus years old now?
1: Well, they can yeah, but they can cut that cast iron, and they can put a no-hub band on it and go back to PVC in it, so you won't have to yank all that out. We've okay, we've been on projects over the years where they've been doing it, you know we okay. since about uh mid nineties
2: okay, that helped me with that answer, and so I'm uh, really looking forward to having a modern bathroom with a soaking tub and a corner shower that's tiled. Well,
1: just make sure they put the water lines on the inside wall instead of an outside.
2: Yes,
0: yeah that 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 was good. that That was my first thought. It was like, oh, uh, you know, and, uh, without without knowing the layout of the house, is like, where's this water lines coming from? And uh, you mentioned underneath, you know, and then that kind of kind of solves it. But yeah, make sure that they're done on the outside because, I mean, like I right. said, it's, we're talking nine degrees temperatures today. Is
1: right? it is it old galvanized lines or is it uh,
2: copper? Uh, both. Both. It's had some help over the years, but it, since I'm going to a whole different room, it'll be all new copper.
1: Yeah, copper's a good way to go. Or, you know, you, the plumber might go with PEX, you know. and uh,
2: I can, I'll can i work with them on that. Well, right. I, I
1: can't tell you the cost difference in PEX now. PEX used to be half the cost of copper, but without yeah. the world situations today, it's untelling what how much PEX is, and it'll be
2: different tomorrow. Yep.
1: Yes, yep. it will. I know. I fight it every day on prices. Yep.
0: Well, I, I'm I'm more of a fan. I mean, honestly, I like the PEX because it, it gives a little more flexibility. For, you know, because like yep. you had mentioned with the cold weather, uh, it gives you a little more flexibility because it, it, it expands just more than a than a copper.
1: Correct. Don't. And if they can run uh, instead of putting tees in it, if they can come under the floor joist and bend straight up. Yep. Believe it or not, that helps the flow situation that, in the bathroom. It helps the
0: flow and that's where if you if you've ever had a water pipe to freeze, where does it where does it leak? And and I, it, every time just about it in the joints.
1: You know, we got to thank ASU for that because I had a class with BPE and they were talking about the cavitation of the water line in T's and elbows. Right. And uh but that's that's pretty wild science on that, but yeah, you should be fine with that.
2: Okay, the existing supply pipes have the heater wires around them because they're in the crawlway. Yeah. And that's what I would go with again unless there's something better out there now.
1: They have a heat tape that is uh, liquefied, that it heats up. You know, we had a lot of houses burned down years ago. You won't be able to use that tape with the the PEX. You'll have to go with copper. And, uh, but it's a liquid and you can get it, you know, it used to be it coming 10, 15 foot lengths, but now you can get it in different lengths and just use your, uh, you got the foam insulation around the water line. Yes. Okay. Cause you know, that's good to 20 degrees. Most people don't realize that.
2: Right. And that'll still be cutting it close.
1: Yep. So you'll still need to tape. Or you can box in and insulate them. You know, I have done that before. And uh, when I lived in Georgia, we lived on a lake, and the house was over the lake. Mm-hmm. And I had to get down in the water and build a box and wrap it all wrap all the insulation in plastic and bring it all the way out so the water couldn't get into it. Yep. And I remember putting a 100-watt bulb in there, and I could see the cracks and it was eighteen below, and it didn't freeze. that's cool
2: <laughs> right, okay, well, that helps me and if, and assure if, myself that I'm going in a doable direction
1: and if you uh I'll, build you a box to cover your water lines and insulate it uh line that box with six mil plastic
2: oh okay,
1: and uh uh I used to do a lot of winter camping. And my sleeping bag was only good to 40 degrees. Yeah. And my grandfather kept six-mil plastic, and I'd lay it on the ground and put my sleeping bag in it and cover myself up.
0: It Doesn't it make a difference? It, I, I guess it's that thermal you know, we we talked so much about thermal breaks. I guess that's what it is. But it makes a huge difference. Well, it'll difference. hold the heat. Yeah, it holds and, that
1: heat. Uh, but I woke up many a times with four inches of snow on me, and I just throw the plastic off and get up, So.
2: I've done that with my winter camping, and my son, the scout, hated the summer humidity. Yeah. <laughs> he loved being out camping in 10 below weather.
1: Well, I, I can't remember what the coldest we ever camped in and up there in Ohio, but it was cold. It was two foot of snow on the ground wow. when he was camping.
0: Yeah. I've done my fair share of twenty-degree camping, and I'm not a fan anymore. The older I get, the harder it is to get up. Yes, in the it is.
1: But that you wouldn't uh, be surprised what that six mil will do. Yeah. And if you insulate it good enough, you might uh, eliminate the, the tape altogether.
2: Okay. Well, I'll work with. Uh, problem now is finding a plumber that has time to attack the job.
1: All we're we are fighting everything with the subs. You know, uh, North Carolina realizes that we have a shortage of plumbers and electricians. Even get to the point where we're having a shortage of all trades. Mm-hmm. Block Masons is uh, probably the worst right now. Oh,
2: I'm not looking at having to do any of that.
1: But to give you an idea, uh, me and my wife, when we, I first moved back to Boone in 87, we bought a mobile home. And I took R18, took six mil, six mil plastic, doubled it, put R19 insulation, and rolled my water line up in it. And it was on top of the ground for 23 feet, and it never froze. Yeah.
2: So. I had a little volcano under there somewhere.
1: <laughs> no, I, I dug it down in the ground two foot deep and put it in the ground. Yeah. Biggest thing I had to do is every couple of years go down there and shoe the mice out mm-hmm. and rewrap it, so... Yeah, I didn't have much of a choice on where I uh, had my water line come out of the
0: ground. Yep. Well, good luck on your project. You'll have to call us and uh, let us know how it turns out. Yes, sir.
2: Yeah, I definitely hope I can get it done this year. But I know my architect has people coming in and saying, well, we want to be in by Christmas. And she goes, how about Christmas 23?
0: Yeah, Yeah. I mean, that's, that's like you said, everything's just so backed up. and. Yep. Uh, you know, even the supply chain, I mean, it's uh, I, I don't know if things are getting better, but they, I mean, they're certainly not getting worse, I guess, on that part. Well, I'll but, tell
1: you what on this log cabin, we had a floor joist come in the other day that was marked number one and it had a three inch knot in it. And the uh, knot on a number one is not supposed to be any bigger than a dime. Yep,
0: yep. So, well, thanks again for giving us a call, yes, sir.
2: I appreciate your help and the uh, interest in seeing it's done right.
0: That's the
1: key. That's Longevity. The key. That's what you want. Yep.
0: Well, thanks for giving us a call, and uh, we'll we'll hope to talk to you soon. Right. You take care. You Thank too. Thank you, sir. Thank you so much. We appreciate all of our callers, all of our listeners out there. And, Randy, as we, as we wrap things up here uh, all about home construction, again, we just uh, – Thanks for thanks for everybody listening out there. Hopefully we see, help some people out, answer some questions, and uh, everything will. And we'll, we'll stay warm, stay dry, and we'll see all, everybody next week. And uh, we'll get back in. we never got to the history of the doors.
1: I've got them right I, here, and I'd like to do it next we'll, week because it's we'll, totally see what amazing. We can do.
0: We, we uh, got so sidetracked at the parts of the Doors that uh, we never got to history. Actually, I'm kind of glad we got that collar because we ended up, we would have we rushed through the history, and, and it's kind of fun. So we'll stay tuned to, to uh, more Doors next week. How about that? Randy, don't forget breakfast next week if you're making plans. Yep. Uh, about the time we come on the air next week, you can go get an Irish breakfast uh, so you can listen to us and go get your Irish breakfast also. So yep. Don't forget about the podcast all about home construction. If you want to hear it later in the week. Until next time, we'll see you later. Bye. Thanks for listening to All About Home Construction. We air every week on Saturday mornings on WATAN Boone. Please like this podcast, comment, share it. Hey, let everybody know where you found it. Thanks for listening.